If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you looking to sell or buy your home or looking for an investment property? Look no further. BlackWealthRenaissance.com offers a free realtor directory with realtors located across the country to help you meet your goals. Just go to BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. That's BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. Thank you for listening to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate, review, and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear feedback from you guys. Now, let's get into the show. Today, we have a very special guest on the podcast. He's familiar with what it takes to become successful. He competed as a D1 basketball player, which he continued his journey overseas after he graduated college. His career was brought to a halt due to injury, but he did not let that derail him from his path to success. He became a financial advisor and today serves hundreds of clients nationwide as a partner of the Bilal Group LLC, a financial services and wealth management firm. He also built a strong social media following while creating the Earn Your Leisure podcast, which has been doing exceptionally well, earning more than 250,000 downloads and reaching the top 10 business podcasts. On his podcast, he shares and breaks down financial literacy and business deals by way of sports and the entertainment industry, making the topics very relatable to the everyday person. We are happy to have none other than Mr. Rashad Bilal join the BWR podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 13 of the Black Wolf Renaissance podcast. Number one, three. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing? Man, we got a super special episode for y'all today. We got none other with than Mr. Rashad Bilal with us, the man that's making financial literacy cool again, man. That, that's the cool dude. Rashad, how you feeling, my brother? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming on, man. We appreciate you, man, taking your time out today. Talk to us, bro. Nah, no problem. No problem, man. For sure. 
I like what y'all doing. I like what y'all doing. So anything I can do to help, sure. No problem. Dope. Well, Rashad, man, before we get into everything that we want to ask you, we'd like you to like introduce yourself to our following and kind of give them a background of who you are and how you got where you are today. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm a financial advisor. That's what I do for a living. Um, so I've been doing that for 11 years. And recently, like in the last couple of years, um, you know, I started um, being more active on social media with my Instagram. And um, that kind of, you know, developed a following on Instagram. Then we, um, we built the podcast off of that. So pretty much just trying to teach financial literacy. Um, I, I teach a class, a high school class as well. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I say I'm a financial advisor, but I'm more of a of a coach, I, I think, in a sense, because, you know, I just try to teach people about money, just like, you know, how you guys are doing. You know, we, we all do it in our own way, but really just try to educate the people about finances, about money, about investing, um, you know, all things economic. That's that's kind of my niche. Oh, my brother. Dope, yeah, because that's what the culture needs. Like, that's – it's so dope what y'all got going on, especially, like, with Earn Your Leisure. It's one of the, the biggest podcasts out there right now. And it's like it's Last really. Time I check, it was top thirty, and you 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 climbing more. Oh, I'm in the streets right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know what? We don't really try to get hung up on the numbers, though. The numbers are good, though. Um, you know, it, it is good. We, we was like top thirty. We, we we like swing between the top thirty, top fifty. Um, but really, it's just it's it's more so. It sounds cliche, but just the reaction that we get from the people, people saying like, "Yo, you, you know, you changed my life, and I don't gotta sell drugs no more, and stuff like that." So to me, that's that's more rewarding. Than, than the numbers um but of course the numbers are you know are good to see but um I, I like to just i like to get the feedback from the people and so far it's been real encouraging so that that means more to me than the numbers really yeah man that means you're doing it from the soul and you're just doing it out of the goodness of your heart bro yeah that's that's what it's about man you know each one teach one for sure amen sure, man. so rashad what are the first questions i want to get into with you you are an athlete. You played some professional ball. You played in college out here. You played overseas. And your career got ended by injury. I played some college ball myself and – well, football. And it's one big thing, like, a lot of people don't think about it, but that transition from athlete to the career life is something that a lot of people it, – it's a struggle in itself. So I'd like to know how you went from an athlete to being a financial advisor. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it is struggle. You see a lot of people can't can't make the transition. They they try to play basketball for like fifteen years in low level leagues and stuff like that and they never wanna, you know, realize that it's over. So for me, I never really looked at it like that. I was always the type of person where I'm always up for a new challenge. I'm always willing to do something new. So I kinda was a little burnt out with basketball because I played basketball my whole life. Like, you know, down south football is huge. But in New York, it's all about basketball. So I was playing basketball since I was like eight years old. So literally every single day for like, you know, 15 years, that's all I did was play basketball. So after a while, it started to not even be, become fun for me anymore. So I really didn't have that hard of a, a transition because I kind of was ready to move on to something else anyway. So I think that that was kind of a blessing looking back on it now that I actually lost the love for it because that allowed me to just move on with my life and not kind of, you know, get stuck and just, just trying to pursue that forever. But it is difficult for a lot of people I see um, with sports, football, basketball, any kind of sport to just, you know, transition because it's like, you know, you get stuck doing something for so long and that's kind of, you feel like that's all that you know how to do, all that you want to do. 
And um, even on a professional level, like, you know, you see professional athletes when they retire a lot of the time, they don't, they don't know what, they, what they're going to do next because they never prepared themselves to do anything next. So I think it's important to, you know, always, always be well-versed and be interested in other things, not just one thing, whether it be music or sports, whatever. That's great, but you got to be, you know, interested in more than just that, what you're doing for the moment, in my opinion. Yeah. And how how'd you get into financial advising though? Is that something you were going to school for? Yeah, no, nah, it's not actually, and that's something that um, I mean, to be honest, I got a, a degree in communication, so my degree is actually nothing to really do what I have, what I'm doing now. Um, you know, being a financial advisor, you have to pass tests like the life insurance test, health insurance test, and a series like you know, securities license. You get just, so long story short, these tests take time after you graduate school. So it took me like six months to actually pass all these tests. So I would have had to do that even if I went to business school. So it's kind of like I went to college after I went to college. And um, yeah, what I'm doing now really has nothing to do with what I, I really got a degree in, to be honest. So, but I always like I always like the business. I always like business. I always knew I wanted to be in business in some capacity. I didn't know what what realm it would be, but I, I always had a passion for business. So. I knew that I wanted to be in business in some capacity, for sure. That's dope, bro. That's definitely dope, man. I, I like one thing you had touched on with the uh, with the, the sports thing and uh, getting over the end of it. I feel like a part of it that, like, when people in our culture specifically, the reason they struggle with that transition so much is because we, only, we look at sports as one of the only ways to make it out. Like that that's like, man, we gotta make it because it's the only way we gonna get it. And I love that whenever you got tired of the sport, you found another avenue, especially in like the financial world, to make a difference and like really progress yourself as a person. Yeah, no, it's important, man. You know, it's like um Biggie Biggie said it and it's sad, but it's kinda true a lot of times when we grow up. He was like, um, either you slaying either you slaying crack rocks or you got a wicked wicked jump shot. Pretty much saying like either you selling drugs or He's playing sports or you rapping, really. So a lot of times that's how we look at it. Like, you know, in order to be real successful, you either take a illegal route or you become a rapper or, or athlete, really. And it's like anything other than that, you just you just get a regular job a lot of times. You know, that's how we really look at it a lot of times in our communities. But, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to make money. And I think that now people are starting to... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say... This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Become more financially literate. Pages like your pages and, and a bunch of other pages on Instagram and stuff like that. You know, financial literacy is in season right now. Um, so it's something that even, you know, our culture, even with the music, a lot of times you hear it in the music, people talk about investing and buying real estate and stuff like that. So I feel like the the, 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 the tide is turning and um, it, it's a good time right right now to um, to be an entrepreneur, to be an investor, to teach people about money because people are receptive to it where, you know, 
maybe five years ago, they might not have been receptive to it. But right now, everybody's interested in financial literacy. So hopefully, you know, it's not a, a fad. Hopefully, it, it continues and, and, and only grows. Yeah, hopefully, I feel the same way. Like, it is starting to be like he said, it's becoming cool in the community now that you want to become financial literate. And I think it's because people are tired of, like you said, taking those other routes, being a drug dealer because they see what's happening. We're tired of not everybody going to play ball. Not everybody can go out there and shoot 500 threes like Steph Curry. So I feel like they're finally figuring it out and saying, okay, there's got to be another step because other people are doing it. And people like Jay-Z becoming a billionaire now, it's, it's like, okay, if he can do it, he yeah, he puts out albums, but he has so much more than just his albums. He didn't become a billionaire yeah. through rap. Yes. He became so, a billionaire through being financially literate, being, a, being an investor, being able to understand ways that he can put his money places and let his money grow. Yeah. I think it is really big now because of social media. Like before social media, you might have just heard about it. But now you get to see it and see it often through your timeline and it's reoccurring. A lot of people see, hey, I can't make money without having to dribble or throw a football. And it's becoming more apparent that you can do it without being able to go pro. Yeah, no, I think that, that that's right. I mean, I, yeah, for sure. Social media is a gift and a curse a lot of times. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of bad stuff on social media, but it's a lot of good stuff on social media too. And um, yeah, that, that is, I never really thought about it like that, but that's true. You know, it's like you get to see entrepreneurs first i'll say all the time social media has given a platform to really for anybody to be a celebrity now like and that's kind of a good thing because now you got teachers that might have two hundred thousand people that follow them and they like a celebrity teacher or you could be a, a celebrity chef or a celebrity financial advisor like people like them so it's like now people are recognizing regular everyday people and kind of like following them just like they're following the celebrities, and that's all because of social media is giving people a platform and outlet. Even people like myself, I mean, without social media, nobody would really know who I am other than my clients. But now I get to reach a lot of a lot of people that may not know who I who I was if it wasn't for social media. So it's definitely a powerful tool, um, for sure, social media. And like I said, it's a gift and a curse, but it can definitely do a lot of good, for sure. I definitely agree, man. I definitely agree with social media. The internet is the great equalizer. So I'm glad you mentioned social media because it kind of made me want to get to the next point that we had to kind of bring up with you. So how did Earn Your Leisure come about? Yeah, Earn Your Leisure. All right. So um, started the whole thing started in, in, in L.A. like two and a half years ago. So at the time, I was in L.A. with a friend of mine, and I was telling him, like, you know, I want to do – Instagram, but I want to be, all right, I'll back it up for you even more. So a girl that we grew up with from my neighborhood, Valencia Clay, she, um, she's a teacher in Baltimore and she got real Instagram famous. Like she, what she does is she, she posts videos of her classroom and she was going viral. Everybody started following Rihanna started following her. Shane Rome posted her like all kinds of stuff. Like she's, she's in Vogue. She just became really lit, but she's doing positive stuff. Like she's doing like, lesson plans and like it's dope like it's just it's interesting so i was i was kind of using her as an example like yo she can do it like we grew up together like i know she could become dope on on online like i could do it i want to do like i want to be her like the financial advisor version of her so 
I sat down with my friend. We kind of put together the game plan. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put these videos out. Da, 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 da. So it was kind of trial and error. But for two years, I built my page. And um, I kind of found my niche in telling stories about sports and entertainment because that's really what I, I talk about all day, every day. Anyway, with my friends, like, rap and, and basketball and football and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, look, we already talked about this, but I like finance, so let's talk about the financial side. So I started, like, breaking down deals like 50 Cent, Vitamin Water, and different stuff like that, like Alan Iverson's tax troubles and stuff like that. And people really gravitated towards that, and they found it interesting, but they wanted some extended dialogue. Like, they, you know, 60 seconds just wasn't enough. So I was like, okay, how can I get the more extended dialogue? So I was like, okay, I should do a podcast. So I spoke to my best friend, who's my partner, and I'm like, okay, I want to do a podcast. You want to be my partner? He's like, yeah, he'll be my partner. So we came up with the name. I told you, he came up with the name. It's actually his name, Ernie Alicia. Um, the name was before the podcast, but that was kind of the, the back theme of Ernie Alicia is, is breaking down the financials of sports and entertainment. It's grown past that now. We do all kinds of stuff. But originally, that's what it was about. It was, it was going to be a podcast just based around sports and entertainment, but the financial side of it. Um, but like I said, now it's all things, all things financial. But yeah, we just started it, and um, the good thing is that neither one of us ever listened to a podcast before, ever. I probably listened to a few podcasts in my whole life, but that's it. So we didn't really know, like, the format of podcasts, how to go about it. So we kind of just developed our own thing, our own formula, and it really worked for us because I didn't know at the time, but from what everybody says, it's, like, real unique. It's different from a lot of other podcasts. So it's just kind of just happened like that, but... It wasn't planned. We didn't really plan to do it. It just kind of came about as all the other stuff is coming about now. Like, as we go, we just kind of figuring out, like, if this is a good idea, we should try this. So the podcast was just one of those things that we just I just thought would be a good idea. But I want to stress this, though, because people, a lot of times people, they look at our podcast, okay, like, we're top 50, top 25 in iTunes, and we're, like, in the top 10% of the world right now, which is great. But people look at it like it's an overnight success. It may look that way because we just started in December. So the growth is crazy in that amount of time, but it's really not. It's really two and a half years because that piggybacked my personal page. So my personal page I built for two years before the podcast. So it's like the podcast blew up, but it was two years of work for that. You know what I'm saying? So I tell people all the time, like a lot of times people, they want to get rich or they want to be successful with contingencies like me. I worked my personal page for two years without any compensation. So it's like, I tell people all the time, like, are you comfortable working a part-time job for two years without getting paid? Most people aren't comfortable doing that. So, you know, like people want to, they want to get blow up on Instagram or, but they don't understand. Like even that takes work. It's, it's work. And you don't, you're not going to see the fruit of your labor right away. It's going to take time. Like even it might take years before you actually see it. But when you, when it, when it comes, to, every, to everybody on the outside, it looks like you just blew up overnight, but it, it doesn't work like that. You know, a tree got deep roots, but you only see the, the part that's sticking out the ground. So, mm. man. Mm. man, I said, <laughs> Ooh, man, bro, you, you touched some stuff. Bro. You said, you said so many things I want to touch on, bro, but like, I really love a couple of the things you said, especially that part about that you put two and a half years in before you seen the fruits of this. As delayed gratification is what we yeah, always that's, that's talk about. That's, thing, that's our biggest message. It's like people got to understand that if 
you you really want to see some fruits or something, you got to do like you said. You got to plant that tree. You can't see the roots. No, nope. the roots gonna grow. And like because I actually tweeted that off our page a few days ago. I was like, success is like a tree. You have to plant that seed. You got to let it uh, intertwine into the nourishment. That's the skills you're developing. That's the time that it takes for you to develop those skills. That's the time that it takes for that tree to bud up and to blossom into that strong tree. Like, you have to wait. It's not going to come overnight where you go buy a tree from Lowe's and you just put it in the ground. No, it don't work like that. Like, if you actually planting a seed, it's going to take some time. And I love how you did say that and you broke it down and you touched on that point because a lot of people see these get rich schemes. Oh man. Like even with wholesaling, a lot of people say, see wholesaling and they're like, Oh man, I can make this much money right here, right there. All they do is take is one deal, but they don't understand. You got to go through 50 hours of cold calling. You have to go ride around in about 10 neighborhoods. You have to go to the courthouse and go get these lists. You, it's, it's the back end that nobody loves to see. So I love how you definitely pointed that out. Thank you. Yeah, no, nah, you're right. You're right. That's the, that's, the, that's the part that nobody wants to do. Nobody, nobody wants to do the work. They want the, they want the result, but they don't want to do the work. And, like, uh, I think I was reading the story. It was, like, a few years ago, it was a lot of athletes and gym trainers, they started posting their fail videos of, like, them – failing at everything that they're doing because everybody just sees like like we said like Steph taking the big shots from half court or whatever but they don't see the work that they're putting in they don't see all the times they messed up to critique and say okay that didn't work let me adjust it five degrees let me take this same uh skill that I've been working on for Four days. Let me see if I switch this formula, if it's going to unlock something. So they started posting that to show them that if you want to get to this level, this is what it's going to take. I like that point because it goes back to how you use trial and error. You just can't plan everything out. You're probably not going to come out being a huge success story. You're not just going to come out and be the greatest podcaster ever. It's trial and error. You just got to keep trying. You know, you can't just sit there and plan everything out. You know, you got to have some type of action behind it. Yeah, like Andre right. said, yeah, you're right. Overact, underthink. Yep. And I definitely like how you just took your action with your podcast. How you said, you know, we had never listened to a podcast before. Like, and that's crazy because a lot of people they say people succeed in certain markets whenever they don't really have the background or they stud or they don't study it because they're doing something that's out of the norm. So. Whenever you're out of the norm, you're going to stand out from what everyone is doing. So I like how you just took the action. You said, whatever everybody else is doing, I don't care. Let me just do me, stay in my lane, and let me go after it. Yeah, I think that's important. That's another thing. Like when I, So when I got into Instagram, the girl that I was telling you about, Valencia, she was like kind of coaching me through it. And she was telling the first one of the first things she told me, she was like, look at what everybody else in your field is doing and do the complete opposite of that. And that's something that I never really forgot because I feel like the, the greatest asset that anybody has is just who they are as a person. But a lot of times we, we give that up because we try to follow trends. We try to follow and, and be what we're not. And what works for somebody might not work for somebody else. That's why I think like our podcast is successful. It's always based around like we always 
throw rap lyrics in. We talk about sports because that's really who we are. Like, that's really who we are as a person. So it, it would be difficult to try to change that. So I'm like, why not just embrace it? Like, even for me, being a financial advisor, you know, originally I was kind of, I had reservations because, you know, being in my industry is, is mostly all white men, right? Older. So me as a young black kid with a heavy New York accent, I wasn't sure how, you know, people would, would receive me. But then I realized I just use that as my advantage because there's a lot of people that could relate to me that can't relate to somebody else. So I don't try to be anybody that I'm not. I just be who I am. And it's not going to, everybody's not going to, you know, be able to accept it. But there's a lot of people that, that will. So I think that that's important to just be you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like Master P is, is, is from Louisiana. He's not trying to be, you know, from New York. Is he's not trying to be from California? Like you know, he 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 hit because he embraced who he was as a person. I think a lot of times we try to follow trends, and that's where you really get lost because it's like you 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 don't know who you are if you're trying to be somebody else. It's like you can't keep that up. It's not sustainable. Even in business, a lot of times I know you talked a little bit about stocks, but if you're following the trend, you're probably going the wrong direction. You got to be doing something that people aren't talking about something that people don't know about and you know, that comes from within and self-education and figuring out what's the best investment for you yeah for sure for sure even like now i tell people all the time like even with real estate it's like okay just be careful like you know everybody wants to do real estate right now and that's great but understand what you're doing like don't you just buy a property because you just see somebody buying a property like, you know what i mean like people just jumping into stuff it's like bitcoin same thing everybody buying bitcoin when bitcoin was on was on fire they don't even know what they what they brought. Like they brought it at twenty thousand, and then just went down from there. So it's like, okay, do your research. Like, don't just hear somebody online talking about how much money they made in forex, and now you just want to do forex. Because <laughs> like it's just like now you just you just jumping on different waves, and it's like you're always going to be the last person to the party. Now it's like something else going to happen in six months. So I actually uh, saw a tweet from Chris Johnson. He was like. I see a lot of these people who started businesses a year ago and now they're on to something different. They just keep on hopping on different waves. How can you manifest your business? How can you build your brand if you switch up every six months? Can't, you can't. You can't do it. Yeah, you can't at all. But it's not based on anything that, that you that you really care about. And that happened to me before too. Like I mean, even me personally. So like in 2012, like when Instagram first started to really pop, I noticed. I used to follow a fashion blog called, um, I forgot what it was called, Fashion Climax. So they was like early adapters into like putting people's um, like brands up. And they was, they was doing ads for people's brands, but it was kind of camouflaged. You didn't really know it was an ad. So long story short, I, I realized what they was doing. I'm like, yo, this is dope. Like, this is a way where you can market somebody's clothing line. And the people don't even know that it's actually an ad because it looks like a regular post. So I'm like, we should start a fashion blog to do this. We did. We started a fashion blog. And it actually was pretty successful. We had like 10,000 followers. But it never really went in there because we just did it for money. Like, it wasn't, we didn't have any passion in it. So I say that to say, if you're doing something just to make money, it's not going to stand because at the end of the day, you don't really care about it. So now, this is the podcast is something that we really care about. So it means more than just money. So, but... Even I fell victim to that before. I did a, a DJ app, the app for DJs that didn't work. I didn't really care about it. So it's like I've started businesses before just for money, and they never worked because I didn't care about it. it wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it. I was just doing it just to make some money. And I, a lot of people fall in that, that trap. So 
I just encourage anybody, if you, if you want to be an entrepreneur, think about what you really care about, what you're passionate about. Because if you're just doing something just to make money, it's not going to last. That's something we preach on this podcast a lot is doing something that you are interested in. You know, do your hobby, make your hobby your business because you're actually interested in that. You're doing that for fun anyway, so why not make money while doing it? But you still got to focus on giving people value because that's how you really make money. You have to focus on giving people free value or just giving value in general before you can actually start making serious money. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. You got to give out. Say you gotta give out samples first. Like you, that's another thing too. People try to sell like Instagram. People do social media so wrong. Like they, they, they're so pushy. Like as soon as they get on Instagram, they have like one post, and then they trying to sell a seminar tickets. They trying to sell their their product, and it's like you don't even you you haven't provided any value at all. You want people to buy stuff from you. Like so, for me, I feel like I'm a soft seller even in business. Like I don't really try to sell. I feel like if the product is good, people gonna ask you to buy it. But you gotta go out of your way to, to give value first over deliver more value than they actually need and then now you you're in a position where it's not even selling something you're just providing the service that people need and then they'll, they'll just pay for it but people are so eager to just start selling stuff right away online is it, it comes off like you know like real kind of cheesy in my opinion so i think that's a problem that i see a lot of people do i see that a lot no matter what business it is it's like only thing that they have on their page is just call me for a consultation. It's like, well, why would I call you? You're not providing any value. I don't, like, I don't even know if your consultation is worth it because <laughs> you're just telling me to call you. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like what is the reason? And then a lot of people, a lot of expertise, like a lot of experts, they give you a free consultation call, a free hour consultation talk, call at first. Yeah. Some of these people, they just, okay, I'll give me a consultation call. It's gonna be twenty dollars or something. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, nah, I agree. I agree. And like I said, that happens all the time in social media. I feel like people are so, so eager. It's like a microwave thing. Like people just want everything right now. They want to get paid right now. They want to sell right now. They want to do everything right now. And it's like it doesn't work like that. You know, it happens when it's supposed to happen. So you just gotta be patient. Yeah, and I like how you brought up microwave because I was talking to my grandmother the other day. She's like. You know, I love what you're doing. Just, you know, just keep on taking your time. She's like, if you think about food out the microwave versus food out the oven, which one tastes better? <clears throat> the one that yeah. took longer that came out the oven. That microwave food is going to be hot, but it's going to cool down quicker and it's not going to taste as good. That's a fact. No, for sure. That's a fact. I agree. So Rashad, man. With Earn Your Leisure, I know like y'all had the success and it's not really something that you, the numbers weren't big to you. Were you guys like surprised at how responsive the culture was to the message? Nah, that's another thing too, man. Like everything happens so fast. Like I say it all the time, it's like, people might not believe me, but it's really true. Like we really had no expectations at all. Like we honestly started the, only reason why I started the podcast because I just wanted to do some extra dialogue. I didn't, I didn't know how podcasts work, so I didn't even know like what numbers. What we found all that out later, but we didn't know anything about podcasts. So we just like anybody listening, they listen. Like it didn't really matter. Like we didn't, we didn't really have any expectations. So everything that we received is a blessing because we didn't have any expectations of success. We kind of knew that. I kind of had a feeling that it would do well because the Instagram page already kind of.
Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Built the following, but I don't know, man. We just put it out, and it just, people just really liked it, really liked it. So, yeah, that's, it's just one of those things in life. Every now and then, you just, you know, you, you find something that just really hits, and it's something that just really hit for us. But, yeah, we didn't, we didn't really go into it with any expectations, so we never really thought about it. That's real. Like, that's actually quite similar to this. Like, we just, yeah. it was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, we always talking about this stuff. We real, like, into this stuff. Let's just make an Instagram page and boom. Like, like the stars aligned and everything just happened. Yeah, yeah. Man, and that, that's the best. That's the best feeling. Like, because it's like, you know, it's not forced. And you don't really, you know, you can't be disappointed if you don't have the expectations. So it's like, you're just going and just doing your best. And, you know, see what happens, really. It kind of it kind of reminds me of like whenever you find true love, like whenever you find that one woman, like nothing feels like force. You ain't gotta be like, okay, let me see how I'm gonna come at her, how I'm gonna spit this game or whatever. It's just natural. It just falls in line, like boom, boom, boom. So that's kind of what this reminds me of. Yeah, I'm still looking for that, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when you find it, you'll be like, I see what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for sure, for sure, nah. For sure, I I, I completely agree. And uh, like I said, I mean, I feel like for all of us, you know, your page, I seen your your, your page grew fast, and it's like, um, it just shows how hungry the culture is for financial literacy. I mean, if you think about it, you know, our culture, we really don't know too much about anything, really. I mean, when it comes to health, money, government, we need all kinds of education on every level, and people are hungry for it. So it's like, you know. It's, it's good to be rewarded for something, but it's more, it feels more rewarding to actually give people information that they didn't, that they didn't know. And people, I feel like people are learning on Instagram, like Instagram is becoming like a library. Like people are actually learning on Instagram and that's dope too. So it's encouraging to see, um, you know, people really interested in, in, in money because for a long time, nobody was. That's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to get involved with BWR. We always talked about how financial literacy is not taught in schools. We complain about it, but I want it to be a difference. Let's not just keep complaining about it. You know, let's create a place where people can learn and make sure people can go to for free and access all kinds of financial information. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And people, you know, people learn differently too. It's like now it's not the same way of learning where you, you had to go to the library and read a book. Just like people learning from podcasts, people learning from YouTube. So, you know, people are, are, you know, absorbing information in different different ways. So any way that somebody can get information is, is a blessing, whether it be Instagram, whether it be podcast, YouTube, a book. Um, you know, you don't have to just learn from reading now. You can learn from a lot of different ways. So, yeah, sure. Thanks. And I think that's probably, like, one of the biggest reasons why we we're so behind because, obviously, a lot of people don't like to read. So even with the development of, like, audiobooks and Audible, like, it makes that information easier to access. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, nobody really likes to read, honestly. I don't read. Please be honest with you about it. Like, I'll, I, I listen to audiobooks. That's how I really digest information. I just, I, I retain information better. I'm an audio learner. I'm not really a visual learner. Like, so I, I, I'll, I'll read something and forget about it next week. But if I hear something, I'll, I'll remember it forever. That's just my learning style. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, just to be completely honest with you, 
Everybody has short attention spans. We're in a microwave society. Yes, sir. People are lazy, so nobody wants to read. <laughs> so it's like you got to give the people the information in a way they can digest it. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Friend of Songs. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Sure. And speaking of like the information and just teaching, man, that's going to lead us into like our next topic with you, bro. How did you get into educating high schoolers on financial literacy? Yeah, so um, my friend Troy, who does the podcast with me, he's a teacher. He's a public school teacher. So he brought me in his classroom one day to do a, um, a lesson on financial literacy to his students. And then that led to, he runs a, a, a summer program in the summer for six weeks for kids. Um, he gives them job internships and they do, they go on college tours. They do a lot of stuff. So part of that is he asked me to come in and do like a six week course on financial literacy. So from that I developed a curriculum and now I'm in a couple of schools. So yeah, that's how that came about. It came about from him, um, you know, inviting me in his classroom and um, just taking it from there. Yeah, that's oh. dope, bro. I definitely uh, respect you for that because obviously whenever you get it, get into them at a younger age, it's easier to shape their mind and just to teach them and break it down to them at a simpler form because children, they're easier to teach and like just reach because – us as adults, we overcomplicate everything. We didn't had certain failures or whatever, so we're scared to do this. or scared to do that. So I definitely respect you for that, man. And really, not not only just like that, the kids are easier to teach. It's also like that's really another thing why we wanted to do this so bad because we wanted to reach back to people that were younger than us because we felt like if we ourselves would learn this when we were younger, we'd be further in life. So it's just extra dope that you you taking that time out. To go and teach the kids, man. Nah, thank you. I appreciate it. And yeah, like like you said, um, financial literacy isn't something that is taught. Well, it's becoming more. It's becoming taught in some schools, but for the most part, it's really not taught in schools. So it's important if you think about it. It's pretty much more important than everything else that we learn in school. At least stuff that we learn in school. So I feel like financial literacy should be part of every school's curriculum because. No matter what you do in life, you're going to have to, you know, balance your checkbook. You're going to have to have a retirement account. You're going to have to, you know, deal with credit cards and, you know, mortgages and stuff like that. So why not teach teach people these things as opposed to letting them learn on their own and just make a bunch of mistakes? Yeah, and teaching them about valence electrons and stuff. Like, I'm not splitting no atoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I actually got a theory on all that, like, in terms of, why they don't teach us that, and people might call me conspiracy theorists, but I think it contributes to like the 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 GDP of the country. Let me say it that way. Whenever you don't teach people how to manage their money, they're gonna spend it more purpose. Yeah, and like you can you can fuel the economy better with consumers than you can with investors. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that might be true. That might be true. Uh, and oh, I also think that like school that. system is just so outdated. Like, you know, they still, they don't really, they can't change anything. It's like the same curriculum that they've been running for the last 50, 60 years. And there's a lot of bureaucracy for schools. I found out just even dealing with public schools specifically, it's hard to change a curriculum. Like, it's almost impossible to change a curriculum. Like, it has to get voted on and go yeah. through state government and all kinds of stuff. So school system is so it's so outdated like it's so prehistoric and gen- with everything that it's just really difficult to, to make changes that needed to be made so rashad man we want to segue into the next thing kind of going back to you being a financial advisor man uh what would you say is the secret to acquiring assets um well i don't really think that's the secret i just think that um you know you build the pyramid one brick at a time and you have to a put together a plan, educate yourself, and then just start. That's the that's the that's the biggest mistake that most people make is that they just never start. So whether it's putting money into your retirement plan, whether it's buying stock, whether it's trying to buy your first property, you know, you just have to have a game plan and just start with a little bit over the course of time. A lot of people get discouraged because they don't feel like they have enough, so they save up or they try to save up, but you never really have enough because by the time you end up saving up, you end up spending it because you have to do something else, you know, your tire blows out, your kid gets sick, whatever. So I'm a big proponent in um, what you call dollar cost averaging. So that's like putting a small amount of money away on a monthly basis or weekly basis or whatever. And over the course of time, that, that builds up. So I think that, 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 to me, that's key. And that's one of the great things with the 401k is that it kind of forces people to put money away. That's like the only form of savings that most people have where they actually do that. Because they're not doing it themselves, it's being done for them. But you can you can take that same idea and do it yourself. You don't have to have the job do it for you. And as I said, that could be just in a regular savings account, that could be in your college savings, that could be in insurance, that could be in a mutual fund, stocks, whatever. And then you know, you save enough, now you can buy a property. So over the course of time, you know, it's like all things, it takes time, but just just put some money away. Just put some money away every single month, whether it's ten percent, fifteen percent, whatever you, you can afford to put away. Just put that away with a game plan of okay, now you have it saved. What do you want to do with it next? That's to me. That's that's and also education. Education is it's important because it's like a lot of times you can have money, but if you're not educated, then you don't know what to do with it. It's kind of like you know you're just gonna blow it because now if you have a million dollars with no education, you either a have to trust somebody that you know to, to help you out, and that's a risk because who knows if they have their best interest at heart. Or you just got to try to wing it and do it yourself and you're going to make mistakes and probably end up blowing the money anyway. So education is extremely important. If you're educated, now when you get the money, you'll be in a position to make smart decisions. But if you're not educated, it doesn't matter because you'll blow the money anyway. So So I have a question. So is there a such thing as like spreading yourself too thin? Like say you have an emergency fund, you still pay down on your debt. You're putting money away towards another investment. You have your IRA and you have your 401k. Is there still such thing as like spreading yourself too thin? Like maybe I should stop putting so much money everywhere and focus on one thing at a time. Like what's your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, everybody's train of thought is different, but I'm a big proponent in diversification. So I don't think that, I mean, of course you don't want to put money into like a million different things, but I'm a, I'm a proponent in, spreading spreading out money not putting all the money in one thing because much, certain certain things are for different reasons so like if you put me into a 401k that's for your retirement 
it's not the best place to take money from if you need it for anything other than retirement. You get penalized, or if you borrow from it, you got to pay it back. So a lot of times, people only have money in their 401k to leave their job. They cash it out. Now you got to pay like 35 40% of the money in taxes. If you would have had money in other places, now you can take it from that. So I'm a proponent in putting money in different things because they all have different uses, and you, you're going to end up using them for different reasons. Um, but like I said, you know, you just want to be intelligent. Maybe like three different things or something like that. Like you don't want to have a hundred different things because that could kind of defeat the purpose. But um, I, for the average person, the average person is not stretching themselves too thin. The average person is not doing anything or they're just doing one thing. So from what I see as a financial advisor, I have very, I've almost never seen somebody that stretched themselves too thin and invested. It's the complete opposite. People just don't have enough. They just have one particular thing. So, I think you kind of touched on our next topic with that. So how would you suggest someone start on their path to like financial freedom though? Like not just investing, but becoming financially free. Education is important. I can't stress that enough. Education is important. And also you got to have the mindset too, because even in education, you could be educated. You can read all the books in the world, but if you don't have the, the will, the drive, and the hunger to be financially free, then you won't, you won't be, right? So, you know, it, it takes courage to invest because it's different. Like the average person, you know, you just work a job and, you know, it's, it's kind of like your, your norm. It takes courage to step outside your norm and to do things that are not common, especially, you know, in our communities. A lot of communities it is common, but in our communities, entrepreneurship, um, investing, saving, that's not common. So to do that actually takes courage because now you're going against the trend. So it takes courage and um, you have to actually want to do it too. Like some people just don't want, some people don't want to be financially free. They're comfortable with working a regular job and having a pension. If they, you know, they'd be a teacher, a firefighter, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what you want to do. If that's what you choose to do. I see that all the time, though. People, like, I had one guy, he told me, i never forget, it was, like, like 10 years ago. He's like, you know, I should have been a firefighter. I'm like, why? He's like, you know, I just do quick 30 years of the job, and then you get a lifetime pension. I'm like, a quick 30 years? <laughs> that's your life. Like, you know what I mean? But that's, how we, that's really how we train to think. Like, you know, it's like, so a lot of people think like that. And if that's, if that's what you choose to do, then that's what you choose to do. But if you want something different, you know, you got to, like I said, you got to actually want that for yourself because with that, it comes responsibilities. A lot of times, especially being an entrepreneur, people don't understand, like, you know, it's like, okay, it sounds good, but you might not get paid. You have to be comfortable with that. You have to be comfortable working till two o'clock in the morning. Like, you have to be comfortable doing things that you don't do if you're an employee. So that's not for everybody. And investing is the same thing. Even like real estate, everybody wants to buy real estate, but it's like, okay, like, are you comfortable being a landlord? Are you comfortable evicting somebody if you have to? Are you comfortable, you know, doing all these things, hiring a property, man? It's not just like, that's why I like stocks. And I encourage people to invest in stocks if they're, if they're not hands-on investors because stocks is, you don't have to be hands-on. You still got to kind of be hands-on because you got to educate yourself. But like real estate, you really got to be hands-on. And even with that, it's a business. Like, I look at real estate as like a business. So people don't, people are lazy. Like, a lot of times people are lazy. So that's the biggest problem 
and it's like it's everything sounds good in theory until you actually have to do it and then it doesn't sound so good anymore so that's something that only you can really wrestle with yourself and to see like you know if that's what you really want out of your life because that's important I like that point because I recently had someone ask me like hey what do you do for fun like where do you go out and drink and what clubs you go to I told them I work and my work outside of work is fun you know, I come home, I work on BWR stuff and other investments, and that's it. That's my life. It sounds boring, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just delayed gratification because I'm looking 20 to 30 years ahead. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, because I notice whenever we post stuff about like becoming an entrepreneur or you should invest or whatever, we get some backlash. People are like, what if people just want to be uh, working nine to five? What if they just want to be secured by their job? Just like we're just showing you a different light. We're not saying you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, exactly. That's why I feel like the same thing, you know, and I always say that everything is not for everybody. And that's, once again, that's the beauty of Instagram. It's like you don't have to follow a finance page if you're not into finance like you don't have to follow a fitness page if you're not into fitness like you know but if you are into it then you should educate yourself and you should you know get as much information as you possibly can but i realized that that some people no matter how much you teach them or you educate they just they, they're not receptive to the information like i said it doesn't make them a bad person that's just not who they are as a person and they're not they're not business minded so mm. every you know and that's something that, that, to keep in mind because I feel like, you know, in order for somebody, like you said, to be financially free or to, you got to really have a conversation with yourself and see, like, mentally, mindset is very important. So if you don't have the right mindset, you can read all the books, you can have all the mentors, you can do everything, and it's not, it's not going to matter because you, your mind is not there. So, Thanks. That's something we preach heavy, that mindset, man. You got to have that mindset. Yeah. Uh, who is, whose quote was that? They're like, uh, John, John Henry yeah. with uh, the rich dad? Uh, no, I was talking about like, I think it was Terika. She said, being an entrepreneur isn't for chumps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you got to have that mental toughness because like you said, sometimes there's going to be times where you're up at 2 o'clock in the morning trying to get a project done. Or you might not make no money for a week or two. And the bills do next week. <laughs> and then you're just like, man, what am I about to do? But you still got to be able to push through and, and find it within yourself to where you're like, okay, we're going to figure something out. Is it whenever the bills come, we're going to get it paid? Or you got to suffer those re- the, the consequences? Yeah, consistency too. I can't stress that enough either. That's another thing. People are not consistent. That's, that's one thing I learned in life. The average person is not consistent, and consistency goes a long way. So what, what people do a lot of times, especially with social media, they say they want to get on social media, and they'll start, and they don't see any traction for a couple weeks. They'll keep going, maybe a month, and then they just quit. That happens all the time. Dieting, relationships, business, people quit. People are not – It takes it takes a different type of discipline do something consistently for a year, for two years, like every single day for two years. That's a that's a that's a tremendous amount of discipline and commitment. 
And going back to sports, like I think that sports helped me out a lot is business because that's the, the, the repetition. Like you used to play basketball and practice every single day. So now I just carry that same work ethic over into, into business. But I see all the time when people, they, they it's that like, it, to me, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap my brain around, but I see it so much that people are just not consistent. Like they just, they, they don't follow through and they don't do it on a consistent basis. And that's the quickest way to really get derailed because everything moves so quick. People will forget about you very quickly. If you're not consistent, only it takes a couple of weeks, maybe even shorter, and you're not even relevant anymore. So, yeah, you ain't lying, man. Like, I can relate to like the Nicki Minaj thing. Like, people, people, I feel like they forgot about Nicki quick, but I feel like she's still gonna come back. But, it, man, you gotta be consistent, bro. You definitely nah, like music. It happens all the time in music. Like people, you know, they they, they get one one hit wonders. Like you know, you get. You reach success and then you 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 get lazy. You get it's human nature to 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 rest on your laurels. That's human nature, like you know. And it's like, but ultimately, that was that should be like when you start working harder. Really, it's like that should be that fuel for you. Yeah, for sure. But you know, people, I don't know. Like it's just this. It's that discipline is very very hard to come by in in business and life in general. But that's something that I always tell people. Like if they want to be successful. You have to be consistent. Like inconsistency is not sexy. Like consistency is boring, but it gets it gets the job done. <laughs> it gets the job done. <laughs> yeah. And that's a bar right there. It's boring, but it gets the job done. Yeah, no, it's a fact. It's a fact. So it's exciting. I mean, it's exciting for like the first week or two. It's like a relationship. Like there, you might be head over heels with somebody the first week or the first month. But what happens after that, now it becomes like, okay, now you really got to work on it. And that's when people is like, all right, let me move on to something new because now I'm not excited anymore. Same thing with business. Like, after the first initial rush wears off, now what? Now you now you really got to put the work in because now you're not even excited, but you still got to do it even if you don't feel like doing it. That's, that's what separates so many people. It's like once they don't feel like doing it, they stop doing it. And I feel like that's what people get – being an entrepreneur messed up because a lot of people want to become an entrepreneur to leave their job because like, Oh man, I'm tired of working every day. I'm tired of waking up at this time and doing this, but you don't realize that's when you got to go even harder because if you go to work and you half ass and bullshit, you still going to get that check. You go get paid. (laughs) But once you become an entrepreneur or you start to do it on your own, you got to be consistent. Like you said, you got to go hard Every single day. You the one that's producing your income now. You the only factor. That's the fact. That's the fact. Do you have bad credit and minimum capital and want to get started in real estate? Hi, we're We're the the Mobile mobile Home home Elite Investors. Investors. Our e-course solves all of those problems by giving you all the strategies and secrets to become a successful mobile home investor. Tune in at www.mobilehomeeliteinvestors.com. I think it's time for What's on Your Timeline. Yeah, man. So, Rashad, man, it's a little segment we do. It's called What's on Your Timeline. We like to ask people, like, what's something that you either seen or posted on Instagram that you felt was impactful or something that you just wanted to speak on, man? Uh, Recently? Yeah, just recently. I don't know. I see so much stuff on Instagram, man. Honestly, like my brain is like trying to 
social media it out. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I see a lot of dope stuff on Instagram like every day. Uh, I'm trying to trying to think of one particular thing that I've seen recently that really um, spoke to me. But um, I mean, just 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 a lot of dope stuff. Like even like with your page and a bunch of other pages that I follow, uh, where I might see a story about an entertainer or about some finance stuff. I, I follow CNBC. I get a lot of stuff from CNBC. And it's like, to me, Instagram is becoming like, it's like my it's like my my Wall Street Journal, really. Like, I scroll through Instagram and I'll, I'll pick up stories like, oh, that's dope. I didn't know that. And I think people do that with our page and I do that with other people's pages as well. Even like sports, like I follow Bleacher Report. So like, I'll look at what happened with the game last night. I'll look at Instagram before I look at ESPN. So that's really where I get all my information from right now is Instagram, like CNN. Like I follow every everything that I need for, for news, I follow on Instagram. So if I want to get politics, I go to CNBC. If I want to get finances, I go to finance page. If I want to go to sports, I get a sports page. So for me, it's just so much. I really can't think of one particular thing. But um, like every day is, is, is something. I have one more thing, especially since we have Rashad on the podcast. Rashad, were you able to see the post about Allen Iverson getting paid from Reebok? Like, what what are your thoughts on that? I, I posted that. I posted a story about that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Can yeah, you speak? Were you able, can you speak on that? Your opinion on it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a huge Allen Iverson fan. Huge Allen Iverson fan. Like growing up, Allen Iverson was like my favorite player at one time. So, you know, they had the troubles that he was going through financially. You know, I know he had some tax problems and things that ain't you know, sad. You know, you never want to see anybody go through financial trouble, but especially somebody that meant so much, not just to me, but to the culture. Like, Allen Iverson is like, you know. He was the culture, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's a legend, man. So that was a dope story because, it, you know, it, it, um, he's getting paid. He's still getting paid from Reebok. And he's getting paid, I think, for like 30 years, something like that with the annuity. So, that just goes to the, to the power of planning. I don't know who set that up for him. Um, I think his manager or his friend at the time set it up for him. But at, at the very least, that was encouraging that he, you know, he had that set up for himself in the thing long term. And also speaks to the power of annuities, the power of delayed gratification, the power of deferred payments. It's a lot of good, lot of good points in that story that people can, can uh, use for their day-to-day life. Um, but I thought it was a dope story. You know, like I said, I always like to see people win. And um, that looks like that's going to be a, a financial payday for him you know, on a yearly basis. At the very least, it's like it's like kind of like the lottery. Like, you know, you spend all of your money, but, you know, you're going to get more money next year. So it's like, you know, it's not the best way to handle your finances, but it's, it's better than what most people have. So, for sure, yeah. I, I, um, I thought that, that was that's encouraging. That was encouraging. So, so. well, Rashad, man. Can you tell the followers where they can find you and a little bit more about what what you have to offer them, any type of services, or just, like you said, where they can find you? Yeah, for sure. So um, Instagram, my Instagram handle is uh, my name, Rashad Bilal, so R-A-S-H-A-D-B-I-L-A-L. Um, that's my personal page. Um, my podcast page is Earn Your Leisure. So you check out the podcast, we're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. Um my website for my business is BilalGroupLLC.com. That's my financial planning business website. And, yeah, those are the best places to really check me out. 
find me, um, you know, post on Instagram all the time on my personal page and the podcast page. And set up the podcast as well. The podcast is, um, you know, like I said, it's kind of based around sports and entertainment. Well, we talk about a lot of different stuff related to finance. So we, we, we drop weekly episodes every Tuesday, 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock Eastern time. So, yeah, that's that's how you can um, be in tune. Check me out. Yeah, y'all be sure to check out the Earn Your Leisure podcast if you haven't. Yeah, that thing really is dope. dope. It's full of really gems, dope, bro. Man. Full of gems. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, Rashad, my brother, we appreciate you getting on here with us. This is episode 13. 13, yeah. Yeah. We appreciate all the listeners for listening to us constantly on a week-to-week basis. Uh, Thank you for the love and support. Y'all keep on following the page. Shout-out to all the international followers that are finding us. We appreciate y'all. Shout-out to my my man, Body Barbera. My boy out in Bermuda, man. We we didn't forget about you, bro. Um, And just – Keep on rocking with us. We're going to keep on hitting y'all with some dope stuff. Y'all make sure y'all check out the website, blackwealthrenaissance.com. We got some more blog content coming to you guys. Um, Of course, like we said, we got all the resources for you, the realtor directory. We also have the calculators for you, the budgeting calculators. Um, If you want to save for retirement, we have a calculator for that. We got all that. Yeah, y'all. All All that and more. Just go, go, go to blackwolfrenaissance.com and check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is Black Wolf Renaissance signing out. Peace. When it comes to work, communication is key, even if you don't have a writing job. Sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at Grammarly.com slash podcast. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.